All right, everybody, we got a new episode of the podcast up. Technically, I guess that's what you would call it. Uh, I wouldn't necessarily call it a new episode of a podcast, more of just a uh, BS session with me and a few of my friends, Kevin, Brian Willis, and your good pal and mine, Eric Jensen. Uh, I want to give a shout-out to Brian for getting me... uh, into the idea of podcasting this week it's been about a couple of months now since we've put in anything live out and a lot of that has just been my own depression and just honestly life's been busy so out of school job hunting like a maniac and uh that's going i would say well i guess we've had a lot of interviews haven't locked anything legit up yet but Anyways, it was good to get out here and uh, just get get some stuff down. Um, did have a fun trip with the wife since the last time I t- talked to you guys. We drove out to Ohio and back, so we're talking two days each way. She, uh, my wife will tell you, Kim will tell you that she is naturally not a a road trip person. But by the end of this last road trip, she kind of realized that we road trip best together because I don't mind sitting and driving for 14 or 16 hours a day, but I need somebody to kind of like handle the rest of the stuff, whether it's grabbing treats, handling the music, just keeping me uh, entertained. Um, and so we work really well together that way because she doesn't, she doesn't do well when she's got to drive. She tends to get sleepy fast. So we, we made a good time. We got to Ohio. We were in Ohio for just about a week, uh, two days out, two days back. The two days back were definitely a lot rougher than the trip out there. Obviously we're all excited to see the family and I had a couple interviews, so, uh, a lot of excitement for the trip to Ohio. I think that's like any trip, though, right? You, uh, wherever you're going, you always got that anticipation and excitement to get there. Uh, so it's a little easier to handle. But then when you're on that way home, it's a little more difficult because, uh, you know, you're going home. And that's always great, sleep in your own bed, see your puppies, uh, see your kids. And that's, that's relief because you miss them. Uh, but... You know, it's just harder, and us being larger, uh, it's just the truck's not that comfortable for that long of time. Your body starts to kind of swell up, and it's just not a lot of fun. But we survived it. We had a good time. Got to spend some time together, which I always love, and uh, I just look forward to hopefully getting to do some more of those trips in the near future once we're employed. I know there's some things we'd like to do in the next couple of years. And I think we have, my sister-in-law is getting married. I think she's having a destination wedding. Uh, so it looks like I'm going to need to get the old passport locked up. And uh, so we can do those trips, be part of that. Uh, one of my favorite things, actually, uh, marrying into this big family is just kind of that we always are doing something as a group, at least, you know, every month or so, whether it's just everyone coming over to uh, where we're staying at my wife's mom's and having dinner or we're taking a big family trip like we did, you know, four or five years ago. Uh, it's North Carolina. Just random stuff that we didn't... My family doesn't really do those kind of things back east, so... Um, 
it's one of the refreshing things about marrying into such a big, fun family, and uh, I've definitely enjoyed that over the time I've been with Kim. All right, anyhow, so not sure when we're going to come back for good, like a regular schedule. Definitely, it's on my mind. I know I'm getting pushed to do it by everybody around me because they all recognize that I'm a generally happier human being when I'm behind this mic. It uh, allows me to get some stress off my chest, open up a little bit, and uh, you know, do what I love to do, and that is annoy you guys for an hour or so a week so until next time here's the podcast have a good day y'all look at that and by the way clean your desk maybe oh your desk looks like my garage your garage yes, looks that's more... only half of my desk. The other half of my desk is clean. My garage is a mess. Yeah. No, your garage is actually, compared to how my garage was, is actually pretty organized. My garage was a train wreck. The whole, another yet another reason I should never probably have been a homeowner. I get water in here like crazy. It's so annoying. You got, is your yard sloping the wrong way or something? Yeah, kind of. I tried to fix it a couple of years ago. We got like five yards of dirt and tried to slope it the other way, but I don't know. It's, uh, the the downspouts, the direction that's that they point doesn't really help either. But yeah, no, I get it, I get it. So I might as well start off by asking you about the Bucks because I didn't watch any, not a single game of either either one, the West or the East, and. Uh, we should do like, hold on. What, I I, gotta, I still gotta figure this out. Like, there is no plan, Eric. Okay. If you if uh, you're looking for a plan, I believe I this is the whole reason I did this. Okay. Because Brian specifically said, let's just throw it out there. All right. Well, I'm, I, I'm sure I, Eric, wait, I'm sure I, Eric wants to know my take on the Bucks because he was bugging me on Twitter about it. Well, I I was chirping Brian and he ignored me, but. Uh, yeah, I didn't want to come back with. I didn't see the Denver Nuggets get that far. Or I hate the Denver like Nuggets. That. This Who's your week. team? Who's your NBA team? How, how do you not know? I mean, you thought Jazz fan. Yeah, what? where where did they finish? Not great. Okay, you're a Jazz fan this week. If, I, if there's anything I know about, no, Eric. I am always a Jazz fan. <laughs> Eric's got a I, new team I, every he's week. Just, Pierce is just judging you by your baseball fandom. My baseball fandom is is free agency constantly. I'm I, the Kevin Durant of baseball. I don't even know how you can afford like gear. To be completely honest with you, like <laughs> to support your teams, because every every week what? I see on Twitter, oh, this week I'm. I'm strong for the Reds, and then next week it's how about those Cardinals? I'm I'm a Cardinals guy now. No, oh yuck! The Cardinals are the one team I Listen. don't. I have learned this year from watching baseball, and I've watched more baseball than I've watched my entire life this year. The one team I don't understand why I hate them, but I hate the Cardinals. Oh, good good for you. I hate the Cardinals too. Doesn't I can't, can't that's the one thing me and my dad like completely disagree upon because he's a I, Cardinals. I'm a Brewers fan. I can't stand the Cardinals. Now you are right. I like the Cubs, the Angels, the Indians, the um, uh, who else? 
I've actually that's it. Those are my three biggest teams: the Cubs, Angels, Indians, and well, the one that you're on now is the Reds. Reds, right? I, I'm on the Reds right now, and I'm slightly getting into the Tampa Bay Rays a little bit. So yeah, well, we'll so you're not even that's not even really fandom, is it? But, well, I'm just trying to learn how to enjoy baseball, and I think I'm figuring it out. Good luck. Well, by being a fan of all 32 teams. Yeah. You're like, no matter what, my team won the World Series. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> baseball is not the sport I take seriously. So, like, it, you might as well have, like, my baseball takes are 98% terrible. And I don't, I don't really know that. that much about the game. I I have fun watching it now because I've learned how to watch it, I think, over the last few months. But... I, I don't know like it just see like I'm married to a team in every other league in in the world I might as well have one league where I can just be a bandwagon fan and that's and that's I'll just that baseball is my bandwagon league I'm gonna have a million different favorite teams and I'm gonna watch baseball because I enjoy watching baseball well baseball's boring they don't help themselves though either they don't market their uh, it's not necessarily boring. It's a little bit predictable, but I, I wouldn't say it's... I wouldn't call it predictable. Well, yeah, this year it has been. Like, it, 85... Like, what the Rays are doing is not predictable. Well, 85, in that, the way the game is played, 85% of at-bats either end in a strikeout or a home run. Like, it is a two-situation... Uh, Three situation throwing walk uh, game basically at this point. Either strikeout, home run, walk. You don't see a whole lot of singles or doubles or whatever. It's definitely a and and the stats kind of back that up too. I was reading an interesting Sports Illustrated article about it earlier this week. So, what about you, Pierce? You're you're, uh, you're a Cleveland guy. You watch the Indians at all? I don't watch any baseball. Oh. Until playoffs, and then I I want the Indians to do good, but I'm honestly indifferent. Uh, if they do great, then I'm totally down for it, right? Who doesn't right. want to like? It's my city. I want them to do good, right? But uh, yeah, it's definitely not definitely not my number one. Jam. Yeah, it's unfortunate because there's really no no way to improve baseball for people like you like there's nothing anybody can do to improve baseball to make it more watchable yeah no you know without, I, without drastically changing the sport no i would totally wish that i could disagree with you but i can't um it's just not fun like it's so boring for me like playoff baseball kind of gets fun because then it's kind of almost over actually i think there is something i think if they changed it to uh uh Make it so... Well, so you play a series, right? It's three games. I know we've talked about this before. If you play a series, it's three games. I think if you change that to where those three games are... Uh, like, a, like soccer scoring, right? So if you win the... Like se- aggregate? Yeah, like if you, if you sweep, you get two points. 
Yeah. Uh, no, um, I don't think he means aggregate. Oh no, okay. I mean like if I, you... I was I was talking like the runs add up. Oh yeah, no, hey, that might not be a bad idea, okay. but like I like this idea of like maybe it's hockey. I think it's soccer though, where if hockey. you if you win, you get like if you sweep the series, say you get three points. If you win a game, you get. T- no, if you sweep, you get two points. If you win a game, you get one point or something like that. But something like that, where at least it's a little more interesting throughout the year. One point. Like, like almost like volleyball, where it's a match. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And so then okay. you get total points that way yeah. instead of the whole 182 break. I think it would make the regular season way more interesting uh, than it currently is. I think. I think the idea that we just. I would be against it. That sounds like came up with would be a good idea if it was aggregate scoring. Uh, I don't know if I like the aggregate scoring. I, I like that points idea though. I, I think that might work. Yeah, I just fixed baseball. You're welcome. <laughs> Who knows? And just... I I like baseball. I know it's long and it's hard to keep track of of everything. I've I've realized that, but I don't know. It's kind of. It's not something that I think you need to. If you focus on it too much, then it's you're right. It's like a boring game. But like I've had it on just as background noise for the past few months, and I've learned a lot and like actually come to really appreciate. It. Like I have baseball on right now, and uh, just and you don't think it's terrible? Basically, glancing. I don't think it's terrible. I think there are definitely flaws to it, but. I don't think it's a bad sport. I think it's different than any other professional sport out there. It's the pace is different, slow. That's fair. I I think it sucks that they took out the home plate collisions. See, I should eat at least. Yeah, that'd be cool. It's part of the game, like more physicality. What? So, like, now you can't slide into home. What's the deal? Tell me. I'm learning here. You you can't uh, uh, catcher can't. Uh, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, I don't know this rule. Get in the way. You get in the way. Uh, imp- imp- impede. Uh, catcher can't impede on the runner's ability to cross the plate with his entire body, and a runner can't um, directly run into a catcher if there's a play at the plate. That's kind of, I mean, so basically, yeah, they're trying to get rid of, like, that awesome slide situation. Or or the runner just decks the catcher once the catcher has the ball. You can't do that anymore, which was always part of the game. I mean, it's not like baseball players didn't know what they were signing up for. Just like football players that get CTE. It's, it's unfortunate, but it's like you knew what you were signing up for. I'll argue with that one a little bit because here's where I'm going to – I almost agree 100%. My problem is the NFL did, like, if you look at the history and the research, they did cover up the results of, like, what was going on. Like, like that actually, like, hitting, like, that hitting was causing legit brain damage. Yeah, and that, so that's, that's, dirty that's another thing where the NFL was like, okay, now that your players are aware of what they're doing to their to their bodies, they have every right to demand some kind of coverage from you. Yeah, just just like the players know what they're getting into, you know what your players are getting into. So if they decide that they want, uh, I don't know if reparations is the right word, but if they want some sort of coverage, uh, 
after the fact, you can't be like insulted. Like what? No, we didn't know that. Like no, you did though. Yeah, like this day, this day was coming. The NFL had to know. Yeah, like I really think like today, like if any player who is like in the NFL today, they know what they're getting. Like they know what they're in for. Yeah. So I, I just I loved how both sides act surprised. <laughs> Dude, oh, we're getting CTE. I had no idea. What? You're getting CTE? We had no idea. It's like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Eric. Yeah. Eric, by the way, I'm very disappointed. I've been trying. You have not been um, responding to any of my Cleveland Brown drops in your feed whatsoever. And I've been putting a lot of effort into those. And I'm I, trying to grow as a human being, so I'm just trying to. But you're kind of ruining my Twitter fights. I think I think ESPN gives the Browns all the coverage they need. It's not a fight, Eric. Why can't you just have fun with it? I I don't want to talk. You want my response on every single Cleveland Browns? No, but I thought I at least get defeated at least once or twice. Some of them well, are gold. I'm going like to tell you every single time, stop, and then I'm going to say something mean about Baker Mayfield. If I was Eric, I would just drop the most random gif every time. Yeah, I that's think, what I'm looking for. Like, that's by the what way, I'm looking I, for. I think, I'm, I, I think I muted you because of Oh, because, see? So I very rarely see them until I actually check my notifications. That's sad. That's... Well, I mean, I'm I don't I don't want to say anything mean about Baker Mayfield because I actually like the guy, but you make it hard. You make it hard to root for the Browns. You make the Browns unlikable. That's that's not... like that's like Drake. Drake and the Raptors. I think a lot of people would root for the Raptors if Drake didn't exist. Okay, but here's the thing about the Raptors. Everyone's acting like all this stuff they did last year was like the reason they're in the finals. This, it, this, it, it this is has not. been like five years in the making for them. But what I'm saying, the reason they're in the they finals is because really they finally But what I'm saying... Well, but they didn't have to go through LeBron is the you reason don't they're in the they finals. You don't think they have a good roster, Brad? No, I'll I'll talk about that. Whatever when Pierce is, what are you saying, Pierce? Uh, oh, I was saying that uh, this team is in the finals because uh, they didn't have to go through LeBron. Yeah, because I mean that's it's essentially the same. Uh, give me Kawhi's a little bit of a step up from what they had. I don't think he's tremendously like a lot better than what they already had. I don't think the coach is better than what they had. I thought firing the coach last year was a mistake. But I don't think this team's... I think not having to go through LeBron, because I think LeBron mentally was in their head. I don't know if like LeBron at this age would have stopped them, but I think he was in their head because they could not get past him. Hmm. I think they had a tougher road than what the Bucks had. Um, the Bucks had to play Detroit, which was no big deal. They played Boston, which uh, that boggles my mind how bad Boston played. Um, I don't know what happened there. And then <laughs> and then it boggles my mind um, uh, after game two, the Bucks just um, they imploded. I, I don't want to say imploded, but um, they didn't they didn't want to honor what Van Vliet was doing which was just 
playing out of his mind compared to um, how he played during the season. And then all the Raptors, the Raptors figured out all they had to do was have Kawhi guard Giannis. And that was it. Middleton uh, crapped the bed. Those last four games, it kind of sucked. They didn't even like, uh, they weren't uh, isolating Middleton. They weren't singling him out. Um, he just uh, fell apart. It was weird. Um, but it's it's promising, I guess. It'll be interesting to see. They have a lot of expiring contracts, which kind of stinks because if they were going to, in my opinion, if they were going to do something, if they were going to go to the championship, it's probably going to be this season. But we'll see. I mean, rosters turn over and they change, and uh, guys surprise you. All of a sudden, the Raptors got Kawhi, and now they're in the championship. So all of a sudden, the Bucks could get somebody, and they could be in the championship too. Um, what I noticed, Giannis is not really clutch yet. He, in the late moments of a lot of these playoff games, he turned the ball over like a lot. Um, he never hit really a decisive shot or made a decisive play in the late moments of any of these playoff games. So I don't know if it's something that hopefully he can develop as being more clutch. But And then um, Kawhi is I thought he was a really great player. He's looking like he's an elite player at this point, especially if at some point this championship series goes two and two. It's probably going to be because of Kawhi, and people are going to start putting him in the elite category. It's really impressive what he's doing, especially since he's playing injured. I, I don't understand why you didn't have him in the elite uh conversation before. I remember I watched a lot of the Kawhi Spurs. I was really into the Spurs in high school for some reason because I had a friend who who was a big Spurs fan. Kawhi has always been this player. He's always been elite. He's he's always had this clutch gene. I mean, he's already won a a ring. He basically single-handedly shut down LeBron in that Heat-Spurs matchup uh, uh... for the championship, like he, I, I don't know, man. You didn't, you really didn't think he was an elite player before, before this, this series was. I, I had no, because Duncan played. and Parker and Ginobili always overshadowed that. I, I don't know, man. I just think no, I, that, I do know, man. I, I think for the last few years, I would say he's been a top five NBA player. Really? Well, you should, you should have said something then. Well, I I don't really talk about the NBA. <laughs> here's a, but, uh, here's where I think he's not elite, and I think how he handled himself last year. I, wait, hold, hold on. I, I don't know, man. I just, just think no, I, just, I do know, man. He, he, I, just, I, he just made it. He just he is elite. You just, Why don't you think he's elite? Uh, I just don't think how he handled himself last year and leave getting out of San Antonio. Uh, what, what does that have to do with his playing ability? Because it's because elite people are also strong up top and are are uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, um, I don't know, just mentally better than he was uh, in the way he handled that situation. I think that I don't is think what, that's true of athletes. I think so. You're saying Kevin Durant is an elite because he left OKC? No, no, because here's the deal. 
Kevin Durant's contract was up and he just bounced out of OKC. That's different. Kawhi like acted like a Kawhi whiny didn't little. Want to play for the Spurs anymore? But he was under contract. He was a whiny baby. He was under contract. So what? You can have a personality like that and still be an elite player. Well, that's what we decided. I, I think I think Pierce's interpretation of elite is just different than yeah mine and yours. Yeah. See. See how we well, I disagree with your interpretation. See how we came to like a middle ground there. I don't like that. Why not? I don't know. <laughs> I agree. I agree with the fact that what he did when he was in San Antonio was kind of. It was a dick move, obviously. It was kind of lame. I just don't see. I, I don't think you should hold that over his playing style. You no, know? I think the guy's phenomenal on the court. But I think you have to take that into account when you're about to write somebody a huge fat check and make them the leader of your squad, which, unless he comes to L.A., which I think he's going to end up a clipper, personally. I don't think he's coming to, because nobody wants to be in the train wreck that is the you Lakers. Don't, you don't think he's going to stay in Toronto after this? No, it's well for a couple reasons. A, it's one of the highest, right? you got the higher tax rate, and that has to play a factor with that kind of money. Uh. And I think that... Uh, he wants to be somewhere like L.A., and I think it's going to be the Clippers. I think if he wins a championship, he'll stay in Toronto. If he doesn't, I think he's going. He's a quiet guy. He's a quiet guy. He had – I don't know why he left San Antonio, honestly. I don't know why he got so butthurt there because everything well, that everything that he, he wanted, everything that – everything it checked all the boxes. It's like just grow up and stay. I think he's a little bit he's a little bit weird in that everything out of his camp is always like oh he's not he's not a lot he just needs to be alone in a market so his personality can shine although he does not have a personality no so I I think that no matter what he I think he just kind of wants if he leaves the Toronto I think the thing he wants to do is he's from the L.A. area. He wants to play in his hometown, and and, and I think that's a reason why he'd leave Toronto. I just think he wants to play in L.A. I think that's his big thing, and I think he'll probably leave for an L.A. team. I don't see him going to the Lakers. Don't think that would work out. I think he'll go to the Clippers. Uh, but... Um, do you I think, think Le- do you think LeBron will be on the Lakers the entire season next year? Yeah, I think they're stupid <laughs> if they trade. But here's the thing: I think they've they've wait. Do you problem- think LeBron could seriously be traded? That's an interesting. Uh, well, so, I think it's definitely a possibility, especially the way that that organization's run right now. So here's the thing: Genie Bus. I think he wants to be there, and I, I think he has a no trade clause. Right? No, nope, he doesn't. He can be traded, but it's a huge hit to trade him because he gets a fifteen percent pay raise if he gets traded. Um, but here's the issue. I guess the word on the street is when he was pushing to get him and his group were pushing to get KD in there last year, really pissed Jeannie Buss off. And she's had conversations about trading him already. Now, I think this would be a huge mistake. I think it sounds like if you guys, I watched Magic Johnson on first take, it sounds like they were trying. Uh, Rob was, was it with the baby face filter or no? No, 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 no. <laughs> But Rob Polinka was trying to like work him over, stab him in the back. Uh, it's just 
bad situation right now. Too many cooks in the kitchen in L.A. I think it was a mistake for LeBron to go there with how that organization's run now. But he's there. They're not going to want to get rid of him. And I don't think he's going to want to leave. He wants to turn that team back around. Uh, and obviously, I'm just he- happy LeBron's struggling. Like... <laughs> It just makes me happy. Like I, I don't know why. To see him, to see him have to face some adversity. I can't rationally explain it, but I just don't like LeBron James. I, I can't like, and and it's not, and it's not because of his personality or anything. He's a great person. I, I will give him that. But I just think he's too good. I think he's too manicured. I think he's too perfect. He. You're, like Brian said, I, I, I like that he has to face some adversity. Finally. Yeah, exactly. It was LeBron that I wanted to see face adversity. Then the Warriors came along. Now it's the Warriors that I want to see have to face adversity. And they are. That I like this. I like the no KD Warriors. I like the no KD well, Warriors. Before they won a championship KD. without them before. Yeah. So. Shout out to Kevin Tenney who has arrived in the house on our hi, makeshift hi, podcast. Hi Kevin. Hi, Kevin. We uh, Kevin, hi. this came together. This is the most unorganized situation we've ever been a part of. We're just well, sitting, we're, isn't that every Friday. This is this one? podcast will be will be literally it was going to be called shooting the shit. We have zero plans on what we're talking about. Uh oh, I I have a interesting question, Pierce. Hold on one second. I do want to say oh, a yeah. shout out. We finally went live. We are on. Uh, are oh. on the old Twitter and on Facebook. So if you guys can share that, that'd be awesome. Uh, Kevin, sounds like. Hey, by the way, I hate to admit it, but I kind of like that hat. Is that new? <laughs> yeah, it's the draft day hat for this year. Nice. Okay, I need the Cleveland one. Uh, I'll say I got actually got the Cleveland one right up there on top of my bookcase. Do you really Are you lying right now? No, that's here. Why'd you get that one? That's not like you. um, cause it's a little thing I did whenever I built it. I did a little thing uh for my grandpa, and he was a huge Cleveland fan. Oh. So I got an Indians hat and I got a Browns hat up there. Shout out to you, grandpa. That's awesome. Uh, real quick, um, for the people who I know can't wait to see the Building Bridges tour coming this season, we will be in New York at MetLife Stadium for NFL 100 Monday Night Football. So. Very excited about that. Uh, Building Bridges Tour. Kevin's been a part of this tour a couple of times. It gets a bit out of control, but we are super excited uh, to be coming to New York and probably Denver this year if everything goes terrifically. Shout out to Eddie uh, on Facebook. Hope things are good for you, buddy. All right, let's get back to it, guys. Kevin's here. Eric, you had a question for Kevin? Uh, well, no, more for you. So I did have a question. So, like, what, what's been up with the North and Anxious podcast? I noticed North- you've, you've kind of been gone for about two months. Yeah. Where, where's, now, I, I can't talk. Endzone podcast has been off and on. But we've put out, like, three or four episodes the last month. But you just kind of completely oh, dropped yeah. off the fake planet. So, a couple things. Lately, it's because I've started a new temp. We're going to call it a temp job because God... Please don't let it be a real, like, full-time job. Uh, And so I have to go through this training, and it's, like, six weeks long, and it's on Fridays. So that's obviously when we usually run North and Inches. Uh, Before that, just things were coming up on top of, like, real just some stupid depression. So, yeah, I was actually, like, that's why when Brian Post, like, said, hey, let's just shoot the shit today. 
I honestly was actually pretty excited about it because I, I, Kim was, has been getting on me because I don't, it's literally been probably a couple of months since I've been in front of my mic. My computer wasn't even set up or anything. It was just all going to the shit show. So we're here. But, uh, so what was your question for Kevin? I didn't really have a question for you. Yeah, I had one for you. Oh. The, the building bridges tour, though. Can oh, yeah. Can you talk a little bit more about that? Oh, yeah. So, uh, started when we started going to the games in Pittsburgh, and, you know, you have all these teams that when you go to their stadiums, people are real jerks, right? Like Cleveland. Like, Cleveland's bad. I'm not going to lie. I would love to, like, argue with Kevin that it's not the case, but we are assholes. Uh, there's just no other way to sell it. Um, so I decided that I'm going to be a bringer of peace. I'm going to be a bringer of high fives, hugs, and pitchers. And we're building bridges everywhere we go. Last year, we built bridges in Denver. Ended up some people bought us tickets. We, we built such awesome bridges. People were buying us tickets to go to the game. Uh, Pittsburgh, they've always been awesome to me out there. I think we've had a lot of fun, Kevin, to the games we've went to out there. Uh, usually, people, random people want to take my picture and do stupid things because I don't stop. Here's the thing. I run my mouth, and like they're really mad at first. But then they just kind of realize I'm just trying to have a good time, and they start having a good time too. And by the end of the game, we're all buddies. Uh, and then this year, we're going out to MetLife Stadium for the second time. We we've, we've been out we went out there to a Jets game a handful of years. That's uh, about three years ago. Uh, and it looks like with the NFL 100 Monday Night Football, uh, had an opportunity to go. We bought our airline. The airline tickets are bought, and we're we're heading out there. So, Eric, well, what's cool? What's, I think what I might. Uh... What do you keep looking at that's over to your left? Uh, my television. <laughs> Baseball. So, you asked Pierce a question and he's talking yeah. to you. And he, I, I've been paying attention. I heard what he said. <laughs> I can multitask. I, I, I've gotten really good at multitasking the past few months. Oh, millennials. And, and if I could find a, a, a job again, uh, I think we're going to Denver. Uh, yeah, as long as I, that job's uh, here. I was going to say, uh, I think, I don't have it confirmed yet, but I think I may, there's a very good chance I will probably be at that Denver Browns game uh, or at some kind of Broncos game this this summer, this this autumn. So, I and I really want to go see the Browns You game. should. I mean, they're going to be the AFC North champions, but I, I get because I make one post a day on Brian's timeline, which I was told was the rule, by the way, that I'm well, over-talking over the that, Browns. In that group chat that nobody talks in anymore. I know. What the hell happened? <laughs> I don't know. That's usually how, what happens. Eric, Eric left because he was all, got his panties all wind up because of some Browns talk. Even though I, I was, I was, I, I even though I was following the rules. By the way... I'm going to cause some controversy. Kevin, I think your team is going to be the AFC North champion. But you're saying that just to cause controversy. It's not true. You know, true. Colin, Colin Cowherd took the He's an idiot, by the way. He took the Packers to win the, the NFC North um, this year, and then he took the Steelers oh, excuse me, to win the AFC North. That's what they're in, right? Yeah. Um, what an idiot. I don't think the Packers are the Packers are winning the NFC North. Okay, pa- Packers. <laughs> thank uh, you, but thank you, but no. 
Potentially they could. No, stop it. Yeah. Eric, you are better than this. There's no way they win the North. I'm not even trying to hate on Brian. I'm just saying but, the Packers are kind of in like a semi-rebuild. But what what if what if you're right? What if everyone has been right? What if Mike McCarthy was the problem? What if the offense suddenly explodes? What what if this team is good? Like, I think saying there is no chance for Green Bay Packers win the NFC North is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Well, obviously, like injuries can happen and stuff like that, but you you can't just look at. Mike McCarthy, Mike like, McCarthy being the problem in Green Bay. You need team. to also look at the fact that Matt Nagy has the Bears' offense running really well, and they've got Khalil Mack, and then also the uh, Vikings aren't bad either. Yeah, I guess the Lions are in that division too, but they suck. The so Lions are the one. I, I can say yeah, the Lions won't win that division. No. I'm done believing in the Lions. I've believed in them too much the past two years. I'm, I'm jumping off the bandwagon. No, that's but- an interesting topic. What is a team that you have been, that's not your team, that you have been watching for a while, that you've supported for a while, that you don't think will do good next year? My answer would be from the NFC. Wait, hold on. You, wait, stop. I can't, hold on. I can't you just like you did, that was like a thirty-seven rule question. <laughs> what is it again? Yes, talk through it slowly, and let's let Kevin go first. The answer, since we haven't heard from Kevin since he got on. <laughs> okay, so the que- the question is this: We all watch the NFL for fun. Obviously, there are teams that we like besides our original teams that we root for that we always think will do good what is one of those teams that you are kind of jumping off the bandwagon of uh, <clears throat> I'm not gonna I'm not gonna say I'm jumping off the bandwagon but I just think they're not gonna have a good year and that's Seattle I've been ever since Carroll I, it's funny because I hated Pete Carroll at USC but when he went to Seattle I liked them and I like Russell Wilson but I just think they're going to fall off this year. I'm not going to jump off the bandwagon. I'll still root for them, but I think they're going to fall off. Hmm. I kind of, I kind of agree with you there because when I put out my in early March, I put out my uh, top ten fantasy quarterback rankings. I didn't have Russell in the top ten. Um, yeah, his offense is going to be interesting. And that was even before Doug Baldwin had to retire. So. Yeah, that, that hurts him because I, I think too many people are giving that DK Metcalf too much like he's going to be the next thing. But I think uh, the, court, the wide receiver they drafted after him, Jennings, I think he's a better wide receiver than Metcalf. Wouldn't that be some shit? Huh? Wouldn't that be some shit? Yeah, and I just, like, I just think <clears throat> so many people are putting so much into him, and I don't even think he's going to be the main guy. Well, you know, main new guy, I guess. Yeah. I don't know, Pierce, what do you think? All right, so if I heard this right, a team that I kind of follow on the side that I think is usually going to be good, but this year I think it's not going to be good. Is that kind of the rough 27-page synopsis? 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 Yeah, synopsis (laughs) of the situation. Uh, For me, I think the team that just kind of jumps out right now is Jacksonville. I still don't think they're going. I don't think they're going to be good this year. And every year, I think they're 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 like this is going to be a year for Jacksonville to make a huge jump, like they did a couple of years ago. Uh, I just think 
Uh, Nick Foles' first year is going to be a rough one. Not because of him, really. I just think that they're not going to have enough stuff around him. I think Fournette's going to be an issue. Uh, I'm not sure if that defense is going to bounce back to its kind of championship level. So I would say Jacksonville, Florida teams, Jacksonville and Tampa both. Because Tampa, man, if they had a quarterback. But I'm going to stick with Jacksonville. I, uh... I would say Detroit's one of the teams I always get really hyped up about in the preseason. I, I don't see it this year. I think they're going to be a bad team. The other one, and then I've, Brian knows this as well as anyone, I've had a totally weird roller coaster relationship with this other team. Everyone really seems in on the Chargers this offseason, which I don't think makes sense because I think they're an aging roster and they are not going to be very good next year. Wait, nothing's, I, really, nothing's really changed there, though. Yeah, I, I just don't know. I, I think Phil Rivers is really going to fall off this year for some reason. I just I've, And Melvin Gordon, I, I don't know how that injury is going to really affect him. Like he, He's not a reliable back at this point. And, the receiving core is good. Keenan Allen's still good. And, and yes, Mike Williams showed flashes and all that. They get Hunter Henry back. Uh, the, I think the defense is fine. I, I just have real questions about the quarterback and the offensive line. I don't think the offensive line there is very good. That's fair. I, I think they have a capable backup in Eckler, though, if anything were to happen to Gordon. Capable. I didn't say he was like outstanding. Yeah, I, I like Austin Eckler. So maybe maybe I over exaggerate my fear about the running back. It's really more of a quarterback and offensive line that I worry about. Um I don't know if I have to I don't think this question really applies to me. If I had to pick a team There's gotta be a team you watch on the side that you think is gonna yeah, be Yeah, there is, but I don't think they're gonna be bad. I mean Oh, okay. Um, if I had to pick a team, though, I guess the Niners. I don't, I don't really think they're going to be that horrible, but I don't yeah, know. That team should be interesting, right? See how Jimmy G comes back because he was looking good until he got hurt. I I would I would argue the other way around. I thought he looked terrible when he was healthy last. Are you? Huh. Do you just like this is stats? Why, stats would suggest otherwise. This is why you need to come I, back I to our group the because stats do suggest otherwise. So let me double check. Yeah, didn't let, me, let me know. Let me know his terrible stats. Touchdown. Didn't he have one more touchdown than he did uh, interception? Like I don't think he played. In how many games? Uh, he Four? had in. This is why we need Eric back in our group chat. What because was it? with this Four kind of crappy games, starts. He had, he had a 59% completion percentage. I don't Tearing know. It up. Uh, 718 yards, five touchdowns. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe Absolute maybe was, unit. Maybe it was something on the tape I didn't like. I just remember feeling like I didn't really like Jimmy G last year. I don't know what tape you're looking at. Scotch tape, masking uh, Maybe tape. I was watching him around tape. Maybe my something, opinion on Jimmy tape. G changed. But Are you watching the, maybe you were watching a Cubs game and you thought you got confused and Thought they had a Jimmy G or something. I don't know. Hey, man. real real quick, shout out to our buddy Travis Calvin for uh, jumping off the Cubs bandwagon. 
and jumping. I don't think he was. I don't think he was a bandwagon. I I would say he was a full well, play. He gave up on the Cubs for now just because, and I don't blame him because they're keeping um, Addison Russell around. I don't understand that. Well, interesting thing, similar to Addison Russell. Tyree Kill is still on the Chiefs roster. Yeah, like, when are true. they gonna actually cut him? Until some, probably I, until I something happens in court, because technically, I don't, technically, I don't think they will. it's all still alleged, which yeah. sounds fucked up. But no, it's all still alleged. I don't think they will. I think everyone thinks that they're just gonna go into the season and not have Tyree Kill. I think there's a real shot he plays Week One. Oh, definitely. At this point, absolutely. I don't know. I mean, the case was reopened. Um, sorry, I'm drawing a blank on I mean, unless he goes on the commissioner's exempt list, but Goodell hasn't really done anything about it either. Which is weird, because usually the NFL, like, jumps on top of this shit, like, right away. Yeah. Well, Goodell, maybe- Goodell never misses a moment to hand out a suspension. Well, maybe they're and- trying to do something right for once. I mean, that would be a change. Mm-hmm. Well, they just issued what did the... Uh- well, in this case, they'd be getting it wrong because the evidence against this guy is pretty damning. That phone call's not it's- evidence. <laughs> Except for that text from yeah. his girlfriend. That- <laughs> that's all. That's literally all it was, was some text. It looked like it got uh, taken out of a Word document. <laughs> It's, oh my god, was that ridiculous when I saw that. I was like, are you kidding me? That doesn't even have like a phone number or a name attached to it. It's literally just some text. Kevin Setting, what do you think? Is Tyreek Hill on the Chiefs next year? The way it's going now, yeah. But I mean, anything can, pop, anything can change. If any of the evidence that they have is proven to be real, then yeah, he'll be gone. But as of now, like they said, I mean... They reopened it, but they closed it before, so they didn't have any true evidence. And then when that recording came out, it's like, yeah, he's a douchebag. It's like everyone already knew that, though. So, I mean, that's the big reason why they reopened it was that the audio. But it doesn't that doesn't really prove anything. No, that's true. I agree. I don't think I don't think the audio does prove a lot. I mean, yeah, maybe makes him that he's a crazy asshole. I'll give you that part, but. Yeah, but they already knew that going into it. You know, it's not like it's the first time he's beat the hell out of her. Yeah. So they already knew it coming into it. That's All that's right. that's amazing. That's amazing that they keep him around on the team while this is going on. But they got rid of hey. um, Kareem Hunt. The video evidence. Hey, or, if it wasn't for the video evidence, he'd still be on the Chiefs right hey, now. He'd I'm, never been suspended. I'm just glad yeah. we could give Kareem a chance to you know reshape his. Uh, uh, Can he just get baptized or something? Yeah, <laughs> guys, and I thought that was a really. I I hate to make a case for Kareem Hunt, but when I heard that he kicked her, I expected to see him kick her. Yeah, like oh, yeah. kick her, but he. Yeah, that was a. He shouldn't have was, done what he, he should. He shouldn't have did that, but it's still. He shouldn't have, but yeah, it wasn't as bad as they were making it sound. Yeah. All right. Or it's unfortunate that it happened. Yeah, I uh, I apologize, Pierce, but I uh, just got called out to do some stuff. Are you in trouble? My, my what kitchen, stuff? My kitchen is being remodeled. Uh, my parents' kitchen is being remodeled. Uh, <laughs> I like how you said it the first way. <laughs> uh, my parents' kitchen is being remodeled, and I uh, yeah, help move some stuff. So, 
All right, come go. back. Uh, maybe. You know how to get in. Okay. If we're... Love you. <laughs> Love you guys. Love Bye. you, Kevin. Love Bye. you, Brian. <laughs> Love you, viewers. Love you, viewers. Bye bye. <laughs> and there goes Eric. And then there was three. Kevin, thanks for showing up, buddy. Yeah, no problem. This uh, impromptu situation. I, that's why I had to text you because I'm like, did you hit the wrong button or oh, are you no. being serious? No, I was being serious. Um, no, but back to what Colin Cowherd said. I, no, no offense, Pierce. Cover your ears. But I think the Steelers have a much better chance to win their division than the Packers have to win their division. I, I don't know. Maybe it's just me now, being like I'm always super critical of the Packers. But now I'm trying to be. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for here? Not an asshole. Uh, but Colin Cowherd is a piece of shit, and. <laughs> Like his take, like he, I get it. He gets paid to be an asshole, and he's great at it. Hip hip hooray for him. Um, more power to him, so forth and so on. Uh, but I, I, the only the Steelers, you have to always keep them in the conversation because they are the Steelers, and you never know what kind of shit they're going to pull out of their hat. But if 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 we're looking at talent across the board on both squads, Cleveland should win this division. And yes, I'm a homer. I get it. But doesn't change the facts. They have the more talented roster. They have a younger quarterback who's got some super juice behind him uh, versus a quarterback in Pittsburgh who's on his way down. I love the guy, except for when he rapes people. Uh but he has had a great career. He's done great things. I gotta respect his game. But that team, how can you say he's on his way down? Come on, man. He's like look 170 in football. Yeah, but look at his stats for the last five years. He's been in the top ten the last five years straight, at least. He's not going down. He's getting older. He's getting slower. But the passing, I mean, it's all been the same. He throws a ton of touchdowns, a ton of interceptions, and a ton of yards. But you just said it. He's getting slower. And what's Cleveland's defense getting? Faster and more vicious. And if they find a way to bring in Gerald McCoy, like that defense like is going to be have so much depth. But the Steelers year. have an awesome offensive line, so I'm not worried about that. Yeah, but any offensive line can only hold so long. Like at some like he's got to be able to do what he used to do, which is kind of get get away from guys and throw them off of him. And he's getting older and weaker and I don't think he's going to be able to do that this year. Hey, if he does, I'll happily come on here cuz I usually give the guy them credit where it's due. I'll happily yeah. come on here and say I'm wrong, but I just I personally don't see that happening this year. I don't I don't know. Quarterbacks expiration dates, at least the really good ones, I'll put Roethlisberger in that category, seem to be longer and longer mm-hmm. every season. Like, yeah. Brady's probably going to play till he's 60 years old. <laughs> um, I don't know. These guys, with the medical advances and stuff like that, who knows what they're putting in their bodies to prolong their careers, but... I want to – well, uh, you can make a case with guys like Brady, but then across the across the room is a guy like Eli Manning <laughs> who has just about had enough. 
Have you guys uh, seen those memes, the, by the, the way? The talent is still there for Roethlisberger, no doubt. I mean, yeah. but yeah, I don't not, know. I'm not saying the guy's not talented. I'm not saying he hasn't had a great career. I'm saying it's time for it's time for the young dogs to jump in. And because because of what though? I'm building off last year, if they had done nothing to build off of, and they were one in fifteen last year, I can't make the argument I'm making now. I'm saying, look how they finished last year after all the shit they had to deal with, right? I mean, all of the coaching changes, the drama that is Cleveland every year. Right, and you bring in this young quarterback. You start him in game three. He breaks the rookie touchdown records in three less games. He is on fire the whole year. And then you go, okay. And by the way, we also did bring up some young talent in Higgins and Callaway. We grew those guys last year because we had to play them. Now you go, okay, we have this talent, right? Our defense was already kind of stout and okay. And we go, okay, now we're going to bring in OBJ. Now we're going to bring in uh, Vernon. Now we're going to bring in uh, the defensive tackle. Now we might bring in uh, uh, Deshaun McCoy. Uh, like building on where we're from last year, you tell me you can't take seven wins and turn it into ten because I think the Steelers are nine and seventeen at best. Nine and seventeen, holy shit! Nine and seven. Oh, okay. Nine and seventeen. <laughs> They're really bad. That team. They found ways to lose ten extra games. That's yeah, incredible. Yeah, but you see, like I understand, you, it's definitely easy when you rate it on paper that you can easily add three wins to that. But just as easy as you could add three more wins, you could easily subtract three more wins. Sure. So you can end up with four. That's why it's preseason. That's why it's great to get in these discussions. But until they're actually on the field doing something, because like you brought up the coaching changes, you still went through a coaching change at the end of the season. Yeah, you bring it in Kitchens, who was there, but everything else is different. So that doesn't guarantee anything. Because, yeah, that offense was good last year, got really good towards, you know, the end of the year, but you don't know how that's going to affect now that he's the head coach. People change when they become head coach. So you never know. So just because you added all that talent in that, you still got the big coaching change. I think that's a big factor for the Browns. And I can't, you know, Kevin, and I would love to disagree, but I I know that I can't, I know uh, that Cleveland is facing, and here's what I honestly I kind of hate all the hype. Yes, I'm hyping them, but I do that. This isn't new. Like me hyping the Browns all off season isn't something that just started. Brian, you're seeing it for the first time because this is the first year we've been friends on the off season. Like this isn't a new Matt Pierce. This is something I do every year. But now I just am more confident about it, and it's very annoying. I don't, I don't, I don't mind when other people hype their teams. I hate when people hype my teams, though. I can't stand it. I, I'd rather be under the radar. Don't talk about my teams. Don't like when Charles Barkley took the Bucks to win to go all the way. I was like, "Fuck, we're so fucked now." <laughs> That's I funny. hate. I hate it. Like, like even even those shows like on uh, on Sunday mornings when you've got like Terry Bradshaw and Howie Long, and they put that thing across the bottom where they all pick the winners. Yeah. I just I always pray that they all they don't collectively pick the Packers. Because really? that's how I know we're going to lose. It's just like, well, no, it's not. <laughs> I hate that. I, I'd rather be under the radar. It that's is. Just me, hey, hold on. I'm trying to see if I got. Why is my sound? All right. Go ahead, guys. I'm sorry. No, I don't think. I mean, you, you, you think that 
for the Browns, 10 wins is is not out of the realm of possibility, and that's fine. But I also don't think 10, 10 wins is out of the realm of possibility for uh, the Steelers. I mean, the other two teams in that division are junk right now. They're yeah, not junk, but they're just they're not they're not as good. I don't know. I'm not saying if I if if you said here's a hundred dollars, put it on one of the teams in the AFC North. I de- I definitely feel more comfortable putting it on the Browns right now. I think but my my point was when Colin Cowherd said that I said okay, that sounds great for the Pittsburgh Steelers, but uh, the Packers winning the NFC North, I just don't see it. I think uh, with Cleveland. What do you think about this? What is how do I say this? What is I think ten no that's a lie, I'm gonna rephrase this. First I'm gonna make a statement. I think ten wins is anything less than that's a failure for the year. With the talent they have, yes they have a new head coach, but he was calling plays last year, he's gonna call plays this year. I think ten wins, anything less than that is a failure for the, the talent that is on this team. Now, getting off of Cleveland a little bit because I know it can annoy people that I could go all day on Cleveland. <laughs> what is a team out there? What is the most intriguing situation out there right now? We're getting ready to go into mini camp. Uh, not mini camp. Training camp is coming up in another month, right? Who, what team is like the most intriguing that is not, you know, your team? Uh, you know, I'm not going to put 17 qualifiers on it. <clears throat> Like position wise, no. Just overall, like, what is a team out there that you're like, oh, that that team's going to be interesting this year. It's going to be fun to watch that squad, or that team's going to be a complete shit show this year. It's going to be fun to watch them burn. I think San Francisco is super interesting. Yeah, because there's there's so much that we don't know. There's so much that we haven't seen. They've got three three running backs that are like all clones of each other. So that's kind of weird. I don't know. Yeah, their running back situation is kind of strange out there. It's so dumb. <laughs> it's like, why did you just get three of the same guy? What do you... Uh, whatever. <laughs> what about you, Kevin Tenney? Mine, as much as I hate him, it's, for me, it's still New England. Because it's like, is this the year that old age finally hits Tom Brady? And he finally starts going downhill. That's been my thing for like the last five years. So <laughs> until he starts declining, it's always going to be New England. And is this the year that Tom Brady starts declining? Aliens, aliens are going to colonize our planet before we ever. <laughs> oh, so ridiculous. Yeah. I see all those pictures of him basically like, you know, the memes with him being like the Super Bowl. Uh, what was it, Super Bowl 85 or something? It's got a long beard. MVP Tom Brady. Like, none of that would surprise me. This guy's just never going to die. Yeah. Well, I don't want him to die. No, I okay. To I meant his ball. career. I meant his career is never going to die. <laughs> I don't want him to die either. Like, live a long life and prosper, Tom Brady. But I would like for you to be done playing football so the AFC East can be interesting again. I think, I think the Jets were interesting... And now they're, like, more interesting because once you found out that McCagnin, <laughs> McCagnin, why, oh, the Jets, why why let your GM bring in a coach, make your draft picks, and then fire them? Like, what are you doing? And, that, and then you find out that Gase didn't even want Lev Bell for the price tag. It's yeah. like, okay, well, that'll be a fun coach-player uh, relationship for a while. 
Uh, the, the, just when you thought that New York was the dumbest team, that the, that the Giants were the dumbest team in New York, here come the Jets. It's like, <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah, the Jets, yeah, you let them draft. You let them sign free agents. You let this guy do all this stuff, and then you're like, ah, it's not going to work. And I think, and then, like, they're going to try to watch him him win 10 games this season. (laughs) The thing is, I think they're going to have a hard time bringing in a real GM. Because from what everything I'm hearing, even when they hire a GM, Gase is going to have final say. Yeah. So (laughs) it's just like, it's just like that circus that they got going on in Oakland when they hired Gruden and Reggie McKenzie was still there and Gruden was making GM decisions and it's like okay so why is Reggie McKenzie here? Yeah so I mean basically you're just trying to you're going to be just a paper bitch for gays doing paperwork all day while he makes the final call and on some level I think it makes sense that the coach should have final calls on players but I think like you need a guy in there who you trust and work with as with the head coach putting together contracts because you still got to be fiscally responsible with your franchise. And I and so, but I think when you, my problem comes, I think when you have some of these head coaches that have all the power, they're not fiscally responsible. And next thing you know, your team. Oh, by the way, you have to fire them in two and three years, and your team is in like cap space hell. Uh, because they're like, oh, I need this specific guy, and I don't care what it costs me. I don't know. I we could run a franchise better than some of these people. If you if you hire these people, if you hire a GM and a coach, then you have to understand that you are married to them for the next five years at least. And if you're not, then you should not have hired that guy. That's what you're hiring them for. These teams that hire and fire these people after one or two years, I, they look like idiots to me. It's like, why did you make that decision if you didn't like it after one or two years? Because now you've got one or two years worth of their decisions on your roster that, I mean, they were they were constructing something and you put the kibosh on it after a couple of years. It's so idiotic. So you're, and that's pretty used to that. I was going to say, you're like talking my world right now. I have lived this, and this is why everyone thought I was just like, you know, so horny for uh, what's his face? He just got fired. Uh, but the fact was, I think that we just had to like actually run with the guy we chose for a while and actually run a plan through, even if it's going to be a failure, show good coaches. Uh, that you're gonna give him an opportunity to build the program, and say, "Hey, we gave Hugh his whole five years. Nothing turned around, uh, and so we we're just not gonna resign him." And now you coach good coaches can go, "Oh, these guys are actually gonna let me work my system, take some time to do what we got to do," and that doesn't happen. The NFL is like, if you're not good in two years, you're fired. It's almost as bad as hockey, and hockey's the worst. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I thought it was funny all the talk about firing Tomlin um, last season. It's like if you fire him, then who are you going to get? That's like on that level. I don't think you can. I think you could maybe make a lateral move there and get someone just as good. You won't get anybody better than Tomlin, at least not right now. 
Well, see, that's the thing with the Steelers. When they've had their coaching changes, I mean, they went from Bill Cowher. Well, let's just go. When they went from Chuck Noll to Bill Cowher, Bill Cowher was an assistant. He wasn't on the level as Chuck Noll. When they went from Cowher to Tomlin, Tomlin was just an assistant. He wasn't on the same level as Cowher. So, I mean, you're that's just the way their thing is. They always pick that odd assistant coach that's out there where it's like, I mean, because Cowher really didn't have any talk about him or Tomlin about head coaching jobs. And they both went in for an interview and they got hired. So, I mean, that's like the Steelers thing, which it's not like the original two Roonies aren't there anymore. But, I mean, it's the same way. It's his son owns the team, runs it now. He came up with all that. So it's like as long as the family tradition kept following, I mean, you, you as a Steelers fan, you feel like they're going to make the right decision. So, I mean, I was fine either way. If they fired him, I understood it. If they kept him, which they did, I understood it. But I think this year, if they miss the playoffs and have all that crap going on again, I think Tomlin will be let go. You know what's what's funny is I think of all the coaches in the AFC North, I think the Cincinnati who's the who's, who did the Bengals end up hiring? Quarterback coach from the Rams, whoever that is. That um, he's so good, we only remember his name. Whatever. He probably has the least hottest seat in that division. Isn't yeah. that crazy? I mean, you can disagree, that's fine, but I think that he's got probably the least hottest seat in that division. Only way I yeah. agree with you because the Bengals are very Steelers-like where they don't like to fire people. Yeah, well, but yeah, also... He does it. That's the bad part. <laughs> but also, Harbaugh, I think, has kind of been on the edge of the hot seat mm-hmm. for a little bit now. Tomlin's sort of there now. And if Kitchens goes 8-8 eight and eight with this roster, I mean... He's not getting that, fired. It's definitely a fail. Oh, I don't know, man. Yeah, it's still... The Browns, the are, the Browns are still... Uh, I don't know how to say it. They're, they're still like... Uh, they're still Cleveland. They're, they're still <laughs> a, a jumpy organization. I mean... Who do you think is going to last longer in Cleveland, Odell or Kitchens? Ooh. <laughs> That's a hard one. That's a hard one, really. Uh, who, I, I hope Kitchens. Okay. Uh, I love Because Odell. Od- Odell's got five years, I think. Four years five, left. Five years. Four years left. He had a five-year contract. Okay. He had a four, five-year contract. He obviously played one in New York. Okay. Well, we have him for four, and then in theory we could franchise him if it gets to that point. Um. So yeah, I hope it's I hope it's Kitchens for a decade. Um, and my hope is that with Haslam hiring Dorsey and Dorsey making a lot of good moves, he finally seems to be trusting in Dorsey's process and stepping back a hair. Because I think you're right. I think if it's Haslam and we go eight and eight, he's definitely going. Oh no, maybe I should fire uh this guy. But if it is. Dorsey, I think Dorsey understands there's a process. You got a, a rookie head coach who's never even been an offensive coordinator except for eight games last year. I think it changes. I think the perceptually it's changed a little bit. I think Dorsey's going to run with him for a year or two more. But yeah, Haslam, yeah, you're right. If it's up to Haslam again, and at the end of the day, it's always up to Haslam, uh, he could be gone. You know what? It, it would be interesting to know if. if if it was just because of how long it took them to make Kitchens the head coach, it'd be interesting to know if it was in their mindset just Kitchens by default 
and not really a guy that they wanted, but it was just a guy that they said, let's just give him a chance, which I think is wrong. They should have gave it to him right away. But um, I think they should have gave it to him right away. I don't think he was their number one pick. I think they did absolutely did not want to lose him as offensive coordinator because obviously him and Baker have a true, a real bond there. Uh, a, bro, a bromance. Yeah, yeah, fine. And I'm totally down <laughs> with that uh, because it, it, it proved out last year. Look at what he did in 13 games, for God's sakes. Uh, but I think they didn't want to lose him as, as the offensive coordinator. I don't think he was the first choice, but I think once they realized it, other coaches were going to want to bring in their own guy or call play, the plays themselves. They said, we can't do that. We got, we got a young quarterback here. We got to keep happy. We got to keep in a, in a consistent system. We're going to run with kitchens. And I still think it, like, we think we agreed about this as soon as the job came open, I would, I would have gave it to kitchens right away. Yeah. Yeah. I was going to give Kevin the same question too. Juju or Tomlin who lasts longer there. I think Juju will last longer there. I think you're probably right. Because <laughs> Tomlin's hot seat has been getting hotter every year. Yeah. So I think G- I definitely would go with Juju on that one. It was pretty scorching last year. Yeah, it especially, was. Especially with the Browns on the up. I mean, you you don't keep winning that division. That seat's going to get pretty hot. But I think a lot of it, I think a lot of the hot seat for Tomlin last year was the whole Bell and Brown situation. And now that that's gone and the headache really isn't in the locker room anymore, see how it goes this year. Because, I mean, if they come back and it's just Steelers like from a couple years ago, then it's going to be like, all right, yeah, that was definitely the problem was those two. And I think that seat's going to cool off quite a bit. But if he goes eight, if he goes eight and eight, though. And yeah, that, that's, that headache isn't there for an excuse. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's what I was getting to. If it, yeah, if it looks like nothing changes and it's still basically the same as it was last year with those two gone, then yeah, things are going to change. Yeah. Let me ask you this: um, How hilarious is it that Lamar Jackson's out there talking about how he didn't even know they were putting in a new offense this year? Yeah. I don't understand the Ravens or how that's he, their, yeah that's their franchise guy so that just lets them know what kind of trouble they're in yeah and he can't and he's talking about how bad his ball, hand placement is on the ball that's why it's so bad coming out like that that guy's a train wreck oh yeah rushed into rushed into this they should not have got rid of Flacco they're gonna regret that move and it's, but I mean with that said Lamar looked okay. Until he got until until they figured it out, and then once a couple of teams figured it out, starting with Cleveland, followed by Philly. I mean Philly. I'm sorry, uh, uh, Philip Rivers and the Chargers, like completely figuring it out. Uh, and now he's now there's a whole off season of teams watching those games. I'm sorry, I don't think that that scheme they're running is going to be worth shit this year. That tells me that if you're Harbaugh, you better do something. But he can't throw. Like I want, he should have never. He was a guy you had to give a year or two to like to grow to throw the ball. No one was doubting his like uh, athleticism. He, he cannot he throw threw, the ball. He threw okay at Louisville. He wasn't like a complete failure. But he wasn't going against NFL guys. Is all I'm saying. That's, I mean, yeah, like yeah, college throwing's completely different approach. I mean, look at Tim Tebow. Ah. Uh, <laughs> That, that's different. That was a tight end playing quarterback, though. <laughs> well, now you got a, you, you got a slot receiver playing quarterback. So I mean, yeah. you're kind of... 
Yeah. <laughs> he's like new topic. New topic. He's like I can't even argue. What about this? <laughs> what about this? What is a bigger? Who's gonna have a better year? Josh Rosen in Arizona, Kyle Murray in Rosen in Miami. Yeah, I'm sorry. Yeah, Murray in Arizona, Rosen in uh, Miami. I think they're both gonna suck. So it's gonna be a wash. I mean, Murray should. You've got your college uh, coach, and you just drafted three wide. Was it three or four wide receivers? Well, he wasn't his college coach. He wanted him. That guy wanted him to come down there, but he didn't play for him. What do you mean? Yeah, he played against him. Oh, well, whatever. Who coached against? He him. just recruited him. He got recruited by him. But whatever. You've got you've got the guy that's going to run your. Your style of offense just drafted a bunch of guys for you to throw to on offense. You've got Larry Fitzgerald who can um, help mold you as a player in the NFL. I mean, you've got uh, David Johnson in the backfield. I mean, there's no reason that Kyler Murray should have a better season this year than Josh Rosen on paper. Um, now I said it. Um, I tweeted it when it happened that Rosen. This is great for Rosen because he's got the type of personality similar to Aaron Rodgers. He um, actually did some off-season stuff with Aaron Rodgers, um, where that's all you need to do is give the guy a chip on his shoulder, and he's. I mean, you give him an inch, he'll take a mile. So I'm I'm thinking this just only helps Rosen's career by pissing him off like this, by having a team not want him, basically. Um, because look at what Rodgers did. He fell in the draft, and he wanted to make everyone pay, and now he's an elite quarterback in the NFL. I think – I don't know if Rosen will reach that status, but I – Yeah, but I'm, the big difference between those two is, one, Rodgers sat behind – a good Hall of Fame quarterback and came into a really good team where Rosen hasn't really sat behind no. any good quarterbacks and he's not coming into a really good team. So, I mean, that's if he can pull it off, then that that's definitely... Yeah, I'm not, like, again, I'm not, I'm not saying that Rosen will be elite. Yeah, yeah. Just, uh, the better season should be Murray, but I wouldn't be surprised if it's Rosen, I guess, just because he should be playing pissed off. Yeah, I think it that, that offense sucks though in Miami. <laughs> yeah, he has, I don't I mean, yeah, he's there's not a lot there for him in Miami. Uh I think they're both going to be terrible. Uh I think Rosen will be better statistically. I think I stand beside and I hope I'm wrong cuz I hate being the asshole, but I think I've said it from the get-go. I think Maria is a bust. Hard bust. Um and hopefully he proves me wrong. Uh, and I know that he's got Baker out there supporting him. All right, I mean, Brian. He, he, he compares to Russell Wilson, though. I mean, no, he doesn't. I don't think so. I think yes. On I mean, let me that's who people are. I'm just saying that's who people are comparing him to. Sure, like by stature and maybe on his fit. I don't think he's got the head game that Russell Wilson has, and I think people aren't listening to that. I think. We're all talking about what he did on the field. And, yeah, great. In college, he was awesome on the field. But now he's actually got that mental, like, getting in and putting in the work, which a lot of people say he doesn't do, the yeah. film work and stuff. It matters, Brian. When you're in the next level, a it matters. A lot of people, it's like one guy that said that. 
I don't know. I just one old geezer guy on NFL Network said that. I, if it's one or a hundred, like it's being, it's been <laughs> said, like. Okay. Yeah. And if he's not, if 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 I'm right, then they're in trouble because they just gave up somebody who could have been an average to decent quarterback to take another guy in the first round uh, who who might suck really bad for a long time. That's taking yeah. your franchise back years. All right. Did so. <laughs> I know we were talking basketball earlier, but you never really answered my question. I tweeted you earlier, and I don't know if you're just mad at me or what. But I asked you if the Bucks choked or if Toronto's just that much better. Well, I don't know. That's like two separate questions. No, I think it's fair. Like I think you. So you say they didn't choke. I, I, I expected the Bucks to go to the NBA Finals this year. In my opinion, I think they choked. Um, especially going up two games to none. But also, that just tells you how much better that um, Toronto is to drop the first two and then sweep the next four. It tells me, A, um, Budenholzer got outcoached, which I would never I never would have thought I would say that this year because um, he's a really good coach. But he didn't have, he didn't have an answer for uh, Van Vliet. Killing us on three pointers, and he didn't have an answer for. Um, he couldn't figure out a way to make up for Middleton, Middleton's shortcomings. I thought Budenholzer would be a better coach than Matt. He's still a great coach, um, but he didn't have an answer this year for um, the things that we needed to correct. So, yeah, in my opinion, the Bucks choked, but also. The Raptors are just just proved to be a better team. All right, what do you think, Kevin? Did you watch any of that series? Kevin doesn't care about basketball. Well, since LeBron wasn't playing, I didn't. But <laughs> I did watch uh, some of that series because I knew Golden State was going to win, so I didn't really pay too much attention to that one. Yeah. And I was watching because I wanted to see Milwaukee because I thought Milwaukee was the only one that had a chance to give Golden State a game, yeah. a series. So I watched it. But then after I watched, it was game four. After I got tied 2-2, I was like, yeah, this is falling apart. I was like, Toronto's going to win. And I was like, I'm not watching any of the finals because I can't stand Drake. Yeah, no. Drake's ruining it for me. Like, I would love to root against Golden State again. But I can't because Drake just ruined it for me. Yeah. he's Drake, Drake, Drake acts like he's actually like in the lineup part of this team that's why i tweeted after the game the other night i said wow drake played a hell of a game <laughs> i saw that that was pretty funny but it's like he has a, he needs to learn from the cele- the right celebrities jack nicholson he's not on court side he's up there he just sits there with sunglasses he chills he, sits there with a big smile. he brings a new model every game he goes to for the lakers you know you gotta learn from the right celebrities and do it the right way just so you know, it's like, hey, that's awesome. I got to see, you know, Leo, or I got to see Jack. Now you're just like, oh, fuck. I will also add, <laughs> add that Drake could learn from Aaron Rodgers, who sips a beer on the sidelines. That was funny. He sips it, not what the lineman or whatever was just chugging away. Yeah, Bakhtari killed two of them, and then Rodgers was, like, struggling, which a lot of people need to realize that, obviously, Rodgers was joking. But a lot of people made a big stink about it. Like, oh, he couldn't slam a beer. It's like, come on. If he wanted to, he could have. <laughs> well, it was funny because he was getting picked on so bad. Then he sat there and he, like, tweeted out, give me a glass of scotch or something. It's like, who the hell wants to chug scotch? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's funny that he 
Yeah, that's funny. Um, yeah. So, oh, one other th- something else. Unless you got some uh, great topics for us, Brian. Then we'll hop off here. Uh, I got something too. So, I did just. Peek- I just want to like do a little uh, uh, clap back or not t- clap back. We'll say look back and question about what, what. I guess I never really got what you and Eric were trying to get to. The point you guys are trying to get to about the alliance. Like it felt. I listened to that podcast for that reason. And I didn't feel like either of you, like, <laughs> what conclusion, I guess, did you come to on why, like, the whole situation? Because well, my, my, my thing was a conspiracy theory that Vince McMahon played a role in it. Oh, um, by the way, he's now buying most of the gear uh, from the Alliance from bankruptcy. What do, you, what do you mean? He's buying the helmets, the all the... Uh, uh, shoulder pads, red flags. Come on, everything. Wow, dude, McMahon totally paid somebody to tank. So he paid that Dundon guy to tank the league. Come I, on, I want to find that article you guys read because here's my problem with ESPN. There just happened to be also the uh, <laughs> television partner with the the XFL. So I can't imagine that that's an unbiased article. I don't. That that was an article that Eric read. I didn't know anything about. Uh, I thought you read it as well. No, I didn't see that. I think it was Sports Illustrated. Yeah, it was Sports Illustrated too. Yeah, I need to go find that because I want to read it. Yeah, but he's buying all the gear. And and Eric, because Eric didn't know about wrestling uh, back in the nineties, and I told him I was just like, Vince McMahon is a very snaky businessman because at one point WCW was the bigger organization. And then Vince McMahon uh, found a way to weasel his way to the top and then bought the competition, and that's why there's only WWE now. And I think at one point, wasn't WWF giving away the match results for the WC? Like, that was no, one it of was the, the ways. It was the flip side. So when WCW yeah. was winning, they were giving away WWE's taped results. It was okay, brilliant. And, and, and Vince McMahon still managed to come away on top. Like, I don't know. Oh, yeah, you can't bet against McMahon. Uh, it, when it comes to promoting whatever whatever he's into, as long as he's into because the second he loses interest, and I could, t- let me tell you from a guy who's still a wrestling fan, when he loses interest in a story or something or a product, he's just over it. Um, yeah. But when, when he's in it, like... He will push it like he will c- scratch, claw, and murder to be successful. Well, would Would you be surprised if they found out that he had something to do with the okay? The no, AF no, demise. because I know him and Dundon have a good, like have a pretty tight relationship, which I kind of found out after the fact. Um, but it just sucks. Uh, well, then also to to speak on you, you made a comment about the AEW. Oh yeah, uh, on Twitter. Yeah, um, they they said that uh, somebody said, "Oh, that's cool." That I also heard that Jim Ross was like he's like the main. Uh, oh, he's yeah, well, he's the on the team. Boy. He's on the he's on the. Uh, yeah, I watched that. Uh, and by the way, shout out to my wife who actually sits and watches wrestling with me. That's when I that's how I know I found the right one. Not only is she put up with all my other crap, but she sat and watched five hours of wrestling with me yesterday. And but I gotta tell you, if from a wrestling fan who's like been trying to explain to my wife that at one time it was actually good and fun, 
last night was like a newborn revolution. Uh, and it's going to be awesome to see what they do moving forward. But if you're a wrestling fan and you didn't watch it, go watch the replay. Anything you could do to watch some of that stuff, it was awesome. And what was great about it, and I'm sorry, Brian, I'll, I'll cut this short. But what was great about it was I did what I thought like a true uh show should do it should start slow with people because they're also they're introducing all these new characters because there's a they're a whole new program right they're introduced you know they started slow but it just it didn't it didn't like have like oh slow really fast awesome wrestling and then it just it just progressed like a good show should and by the end it was just the crescendo and it was awesome so yeah Yeah. I, I, i heard somebody made a really good point about that they said that WWE has sort of gotten vanilla and boring, and they said that that actually the fact that the AEW is here is actually really good for the WWE's um, competition. Competition always breeds better results. So, yeah, absolutely, I agree with that a hundred percent. And I'm still think- not going to make me watch any wrestling. <laughs> well, that's fair. Like, I get it. Like, I know that I'm like one of the you know you know whatever the minority on my age group but to me it's like i get to kind of exit reality for a couple hours a week and that AEW show was really good uh i'm not i know it's like predetermined but some of the shit those guys do is pretty athletic and fun to watch uh and like the dustin Rhodes cody Rhodes match was like some of the best like in ring storytelling I've seen in probably a decade. It was is, phenomenal. Is, isn't that who's like running this now? The Co- Rhodes family. Well, uh, Cody Rhodes is running it with a tag team called the Young Bucks and uh, yeah. this Kenny Omega, who is kind of like the biggest thing in Japan. Uh, <laughs> and there's big rumors that CM Punk, their next show, their next big show is all out in uh, Chicago. Just happens to be where CM Punk's from. And there's now the big rumors are swirling that last night Dean Ambrose became, long story short, if you've watched wrestling, he used to be John Moxley, this crazy, like, just maniac who got very vanilla in WWE. They really watered him down. He came into AEW last night, so, like, they're building a great roster. And if CM Punk joins that roster, yeah, it's watch out w and they got a tnt deal so they'll be on two hours on prime time on tuesdays uh and starting in october i believe yeah i'm i'm getting hyped i like good wrestling i know it's fake it's okay make fun of me everybody out there uh, kevin do you watch wrestling i used to once it started getting boring once wwe start got rid of the attitude there and went with the, the family stuff it just got too boring yeah yeah Go to AEW. I'm telling you guys, go to YouTube. Even watch on last year's All In on YouTube. The whole show's on YouTube. Or even watch some of the Being Elite. It's funny. It's it's just better. That's all I'm going to say. All right, I'm done. I apologize. But yeah, competition will bring up. Vince McMahon will get challenged. Uh, I honestly think it's time for Vince to retire. I think he's lost touch a little bit. Um well, what's he going to retire from? Because from what I've heard, whenever I've checked in or read stuff about it, he's basically checked out. No. Stephanie and Hunter run that from what everything makes it seem. So, is, uh, is Linda McMahon still involved in politics? Yeah, she's like a, think, an, yeah. she's an ambassador to something. The business mm-hmm. ambassador, I believe. Uh, or the business czar. Something. Democrat, Democrat or Republican? Republican. She's a, Republican. Big Trump, she's a big friend of Trump. 
Gotcha. Yeah, he appointed her once he won. Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So yeah. Vince, Vince still writes, and this is one of the problem is still Vince still writes. Basically, they have forty writers, but Vince still basically like last second changes it all on Mondays and Tuesdays. Uh, what the good show is, if you watch NXT on the WWE Network, it's actually a. It's not as good as AEW, I don't think, but it's like it's it's getting back to like makes wrestling fun to watch. And Triple H is hundred percent in charge of that. He runs all the shows. He he basically selects a lot of the talent. And then what happens is a lot of these talents come from NXT and they're super hype. And then they get to the big shows on Monday and Tuesday and they get watered down, right? Because that's what Vince does. If you're not like somebody Vince created then he just pisses on you. So he needs to go. I think if he honestly, I think if he would step aside and let Triple H, uh, Paul Levesque run the WWE, the whole company would be better for it because Levesque is kind of a murderer and he knows what wrestling should be like. And I think you get put him against AEW and it's, yeah. Anyhow, what else did you have, Brian? Yeah, uh, so they just came out with early uh, NFL MVP. Uh, odds Vegas does. How high is Baker? Um, well, I'll just run down the list. Do it. Patrick Mahomes is uh, plus three seventy five, which I think that'd be a horrible bet to take. I mean, he's top of the list. Uh, you don't want to bet on Mahomes to repeat uh-uh. his production, in my opinion, especially if Tyreek Hill um, gets yeah. exiled from the NFL. Um, so Patrick Mahomes three seventy five. Andrew Luck's next at plus seven hundred. Um, Aaron Rodgers is third at plus 800. Um, Tom Brady is fourth with plus 1,400. Fifth uh, is Baker Mayfield at 1,500. Well, he's tied with Drew Brees at five, um, 1,500. Um, I don't know if you really need me to go any further. What's Baker again? Sorry. 1,500. He's fifth on the list, tied with Drew Brees. So then in Vegas' opinion, he's got the same chance to get the MVP as Drew Brees. I put some money on that. Let's go to – hey, by the way, Kevin, I'm going to change the subject again. I think those – no, let's talk about that first. I'm sorry. I'm getting excited. We haven't done – I haven't done this in a couple months. I'm actually getting hyped now. All right. So what do you – so interesting list. I think Baker could win it. Uh Mahomes, here's the thing, and you said this. I know I tweeted somebody else, and you bitched at me and said you already said it. The whole elite Mahomes had an elite year, yeah, but he's not necessarily an elite quarterback yet. You can't, after one season, crown a guy as an elite quarterback. Um, if that were the case, you could have did that with Nick Foles in the crazy season he had um, like three or four years ago. That's silly. I mean, Mahomes is a stud quarterback, but to crown him elite after one season, I think is crazy. Yeah, but I mean, that's the way it goes now because you got to think about it. Jimmy G, he had the three games in New England, and everyone was saying how good he was. Then he went to San Fran and finished out whatever, five wins, six wins, whatever it was, and everyone was like he was the second coming of a great quarterback. So that's just the way it goes nowadays. Everyone jumps that gun on anything. Yeah, that's a good point because after the Super Bowl, some people said that Julian Edelman should be a Hall of Famer, and yeah, it's you look at his numbers and no, he shouldn't. <laughs> um, but uh, just a couple other notable guys further down the list. The first two non-quarterbacks to be on the list were um, Alvin Kamara and uh, Aaron Donald. Um, yeah, interesting, but 
Yeah. <laughs> no, I think those are all uh, interesting. Um, shit, what was I going to say? What were you talking about? NFL? Oh, my God. MVP. Uh... It lost. <sighs> so I just said it. I shouldn't Vegas. Mahomes, oh, yeah, Kevin. The Mahomes stuff. 2021, buddy. Yeah, I know. Cleveland. We got we got some plans to make. I know you're going to have another one here in a bit to, like, be babysitting and taking care of, but we'll bring him along. <laughs> it, how do we miss – how do we not go to that? It's right there. I know. I've been – I told Miranda before for a while because I know we had talked about going to Vegas and meeting in Vegas for the draft, and obviously the baby, that's going to definitely put a damper on that idea. For but one of us. If it ever came to Cleveland or Pittsburgh, I was like, I was going to go – to the draft at least day one i was like first round is when i want to go oh yeah so as soon as they announced it i told her i was like you got two years <laughs> get a schedule because we are going i'm coming in i already told my wife i we're gonna figure it out i will be at that uh i just we gotta wait till they announce what they're gonna do because it's like where are they gonna have it are they gonna split between canton and cleveland yeah they That's already the said they're question. splitting between it's gonna be like they're gonna do stuff between uh the I think it should be in Canton. I think the actual announcements should be in Canton. Oh, I agree with you. Personally. Put it, set it up on the football field yep. or whatever. And I think that would be awesome for downtown Canton. Put some money put some money into that economy. But either way, I don't care what they're doing. I'm coming. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I'm, we'll have to find out about tickets because it used to be – I thought it used to be free, first come, first serve for tickets when it was in New York, but I don't know how they do it now. Game's changed now. That's a moneymaker. Well, I mean, you're making without that. I mean, you got they got all the stuff going on outside, and that's where they make most of the money is all the stuff going on outside, especially the city, because they were saying Nashville, whatever it was, hundred and some million dollars they made. Yeah, two hundred fifty thousand people down that street. Yeah. When do and we the crazy go- thing is, is like people are like, how how can Nashville do that? They do that every year. Because they have so much stuff that they have on. Because where they had it set up, they have concerts down there all the time during the summer. Yeah, Nashville's used to that. Yeah, so that's why I was like, because someone at work was asking me. They're like, that's just crazy. How can they do that? And I was like, I went there five years ago for the 4th of July. And they blocked that whole street off just like that. And there was around 200,000 people on the street for their 4th of July concert and fireworks. So it's like, that's a normal thing in the summer for Nashville. When do we get first off? Why did they skip twenty twenty two? I I don't understand that one. I don't know. They said they're trying to figure it out, so I don't know. Are they trying to give it to L A? I don't know because they didn't really say. At least I haven't seen anything that said who was in the running for it. But it's they said probably, they, it's probably Oakland or L A related. Well, L.A.'s going to have, I mean, oh, no, not Oakland, Vegas. Vegas has, is having it next year. And I'm, a, I'm trying to yeah, go to that so. one if I have a real job by then. Uh, but 2022, the only thing I could think is they're trying to give it to L.A., and they're, I guess they're having some constructional issues there. That's kind of getting held up still. Uh, but that's weird that they went 2021 Cleveland, 2023 Kansas City, uh, that should be interesting because Kansas City is kind of wide open, so they got a lot of room to spread people out there. They I did w- say where they're having it, but I don't remember where it is. They already had it listed where they're holding the draft at in Kansas City. It, oh yeah, yeah. It's not the stadium, but I just I don't remember the name of the place. What else is there in Kansas City? I have no idea. When um, are we getting a Lambo draft? <laughs> that could be a great reason to come 
because I really want to go to Lambo. It's just like on my list. I don't know, man. Oh, breaking news! Cavaliers owner hospitalized. Do do people want a Lambo draft? It's Lambo. It's Lambo. Are you? Yeah, but what's there to do? That's you got to remember. That's Green Green, Green Bay. Green Bay is pretty lame, dude. (laughs) There isn't much to do in Green Bay. Because as much as you know, yeah, you want to go to Lambo. Like I want to go to Lambo, but for the draft, it's what is there to do around Lambo? Because you want to keep those people there to keep that money. For Nashville, you got a million bars right there on the street you had blocked off. They had access to the entire time while you're at the draft. Well, Green Bay is kind of like that, but there really isn't. I don't know where they'd actually have it in Green Bay. I guess I'll just have to wait till the Cleveland goes plays there. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, oh, I was going to say one thing I was surprised about the AAF. Um, you, you saw, like I said it on the pod, on Eric's podcast, um, you saw that the UFC sort of paired with Spike TV and there was like a mutual, I'm surprised the AAF wasn't able to, to pair with, uh, uh, I don't know how to say it. A you network? I mean, a network? Yeah, yeah. I'm yeah, surprised yeah. they didn't pair with a network right off the bat. I don't understand in this day and age with all the exposure that people are capable of getting so, how, how how that was run like crap like that. Well, here's See, what it that's was. That's the one thing of the podcast that got me was Eric said that the Alliance was paying the CBS and TNT to show their games. That makes no sense whatsoever. I don't believe that. Even if, they, even if they did say they paid at the beginning, the ratings were always really good. So you paying for that after the ratings were coming out, that would make no sense. Maybe that's, some, that's something else. I, I find it hard to judge um, the AAF on the on the uh, attendance because people have such nice TVs these days that people really don't go to games. But the ratings were showing. Good, yeah, yeah that, the they weren't going, but they were watching them. But they were yeah. going, so <laughs> okay. I'm gonna like they were going, they weren't coming to Salt Lake. I'll 100% admit that, right? But they were going to San Antonio, they were going to uh, uh, what's the uh, San Diego, they were going even down. I was really good friends with the people who ran the podcast for uh, the Tennessee team. Memphis, Memphis, Memphis yeah, and Memphis weren't good, but they were averaging like sixteen thousand a game. Um, so, it, and it, as a startup, I think like to me, like I think I said from the beginning, like if you could average ten k plus a game for a brand new league that nobody has really any buy in yet, except for people like me who just want spring football and I will watch it nonstop. Like you have to like get some stuff out there and they were and they were growing yeah no that's what that's what made me think it was fishy yeah yeah they were remember you're talking about the attendance which yeah sixteen thousand people is like a really good number for a startup but when you're watching it on tv and you're seeing sixteen thousand people in a forty thousand plus or bigger stadium it doesn't look like the attendance is good no, I, no, that's the big problem. Because Salt Lake, you have ten thousand people in a fifty thousand stadium seat stadium. You're just kind of like, okay, well, there's people in this section, but no one in the rest of the stadium. 
You know, I mean, so you might have the numbers looking good for a first-year thing, but when you show it on TV, it looks horrible. No, and that's why they tried not to show the fans unless they were in, like, San Antonio. And I hated that, but I understand. Like, that's why they were doing it. It would have been, been great if every time they cut to, like, fans, it was, like, um, uh, shots of the fans from, like, the EA Sports Yeah. <laughs> computerized that would have been good that would have been pretty good but like the tv was standing up right they had a five five hundred and fifty thousand average per game they had new partners coming on for commercials tnt wanted to start showing more games at the end even regular cbs was going to show the championship here's what it came down to charlie ebersall failed in the sense that he had some money lined up but he didn't get it locked in like he should have before they started because he wanted to be first first to market which we all talked about when this thing started that was very important you have two spring leagues being the first make is a big deal he knew that so he thought he had money locked up he didn't get it locked up properly okay so then he's falling short on cash after week one then they bring Dundon in. Again, they don't get him locked in properly. They don't even have contracts, which is why he's not responsible for any of the damages. And to get him out. And so it's really falls, as much as I hate to say it, because I thought he said almost everything right. It falls on a lot of this fall. Dundon's a piece of shit for the way he handled himself. And I think... On some level, it wouldn't surprise me if him and Vince have some kind of backdoor deal. I'm not saying that's the case, but it wouldn't surprise me. But at the end of the day, Charlie Ebersaw kind of like made a bunch of promises on things that he didn't do the right job locking in properly. And that's what cost a great, uh, not, I don't want to say great league, a really good league that was growing right and was actually heading in the right direction. And that's the thing, though. You look at next year. The XFL, I know McMahon's already got $500 million of his own money in there. Plus, you have a great TV deal with ABC and ESPN. That's a great TV deal. Um, everybody has just about those channels. Um, even if you don't have cable, you have access to ABC, right? But he's playing in these like 60,000-seat stadiums. And I don't know how he fills them year one. You don't. Yeah, I don't think you have to fill It's going to be a lot of not showing. It's like the Alliance. You're not going to show the stadium. Yeah, but see, that's unfortunate. Like, Vince can't handle that. That's not how his mind works. If those things aren't close to filled, he'll think it's a failure, and I think he'll pull the plug. He'll CGI him in. <laughs> he'll, just, he'll just pull, like, footage from WWE, like, when they, like, filled, like, MetLife <laughs> Stadium for WrestleMania. <laughs> that, would be, that would be hilarious if you can, if you can like, tell that it's WWE stuff. There's, like, lasers shooting yeah. all over the place. You can, you can kind of hear John Cena's entrance yeah. music playing in the background. You just see signs, like, in the background, like, Austin 316 <laughs> yeah. says. or oh I God. think they're going to see those anyways just because it's the XFL. Yeah. It wouldn't surprise me. I'm a mark. I'm going to watch it because I like spring football. I've Team actually- Extreme! <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys. You guys got anything else today? It's almost ten o'clock my time, so I mean, yeah, I gotta go eat my cold pizza. Hey, this. Thanks for like bringing this up. I know I screwed your pizza deal up because I took a nap, but I really needed this. So thank you very much for throwing but, it out there. It actually d- did me a lot of good, Kevin. Thanks for coming on last second. I didn't want. I wanted wanted to at least send it out. I didn't know if you'd actually be able to make it. Yeah, I, when I got it, like I said, I was sitting there and I was like, "Did you screw up?" 
or what because I didn't, didn't hear anything. And then I saw Brian sent the message after I saw Eric's thing about Eli and Flacco. I miss Gary, though. I want Gary back. Yeah, so I seen Gary. I talked to Gary on Facebook today. He's I don't know what's going on. But it looks like he's coming out of whatever it is, a little bit of a shell. So hopefully we'll get Gary back soon. I told him we missed him today uh, when I went live. So I, too, want Gary back. Uh, he's a fun addition to the show. Not that this was actually an official show because it was really just a sh- shit-shooting session that I had fun with. Now I liked not having any uh, boundaries or expectations. It was fun. All right, guys. Go eat your cold pizza, Kevin. See you. Talk to you later, man. All right, Brian, talk to you later. Bye. Bye. Bye.